BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. Hi and welcome to Housewives of True Crime. Welcome. Welcome. I am Tabitha. Give me Dateline, White Wine, and I'll pick up your kids in the carpool line. The next day, right? Yeah, the next day. Okay. And I am Gretchen. I like White Wine, True Crime, and In Bed by Nine because I have a lot of stuff to do in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) We are Housewives of True Crime. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Welcome. Welcome. Housewives of True Crime. How's it going? Oh, it's going. It is one of those days where it's hot as balls in Texas. Everybody's tired of hearing about it, but it is. Um, But, you know, all the kids are in school now as of this week. So that's great. Um, And there's one new thing that the kids over here in the Texas are doing, which I'm wondering if the kids over there are doing. Oh, okay. And what are they doing? It's the boys, not the girls. Okay. They're okay. They're perming their hair. Uh, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> are you sure? I have a, you know, I'm obsessed with the sister wives show though. I have a real dilemma is did Cody start crunching his hair or perming it's a perm. His hair? It's a perm. I bet you. So the the look here is they've got this long hair in the like it's short in the back, long in the front, and it's kind of pushed forward to this like flip up wave. And now it's a flipped up wave with a perm. So it's got some crunch to it. Yeah, Wyatt Macaulay is not with that. Some body. No. No. Um, No way. Oh yeah. It is it is a thing and all the cool kids in high school are doing it, which is kind of funny because it's my girlfriend was telling me about it. And I was like, are you serious? Your, your son did this. She's like, yes. And I was like, okay, with the papers and the rollers, she was like, yes, stank and the stank. Yes. All of it. I did see Teddy Mellencamp on Instagram got a perm. Really? Some kind of like, yeah, some kind of new, like a waiver gives her a little thing. body. It's like, I don't know. It's not as chemically, she said. Oh. She said, who's with me? And I I love you, Teddy, but I was not with it. <laughs> no, you weren't. Was it? Did it not look good? I keep my negative comments to myself, though. I'm not one of those. You didn't write it on her Instagram. No, of no, course okay. not. I just thought for myself, <laughs> like, girl, that's not working for you. Oh, yeah. 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 I never write anything negative. Um, I never write anything. But I never write anything on celebrities shit anyways. You know, I do sometimes. Oh, you do. You Uh should tag the housewives when you do. I I do it on (laughs) Dolly Parton stuff all the time. And um, one time I did tell Trisha Yearwood that she had nice hair and she liked it. Oh, I like that. I like that mm-hmm. she engaged. I have a screenshot of her liking it on my computer still. You know, we also <laughs> engage. I'm a nerd. <laughs> so <laughs> we are we are those people that also engage and everybody yeah. listens to us. Um also yeah. big news, Spotify mm-hmm. now has our bonus content. So if you guys listen on Spotify, you can go to Housewives of True Crime bonus content and you can get access. Um to all of our Patreon 
bonus content that comes out on Thursday. And Gretchy just did a bonus crime that was really good. Dexter-esque. Dexter-esque. Um, yeah. Taking it back. Yes. And so I think it's a, a good one to start with. And then you can go backwards if you want. Um, but if you listen to Spotify, if not, and you listen on Apple, that's our Apple bonus. Or if you just want to go to patreon.com forward slash housewives of true crime, you can get our bonus content there also. Another thing I wanted to talk to you about, Gretchy, I had this weird thing happen. Somebody came to my door. Okay. That is weird. I don't like people coming to my door at all. I don't think I talked about this yet. So I go to my door, my kids are home and it's this man standing there. And I'm like, I don't know him. What the fuck is he doing here? You know? Yeah. So I was like, open the door. I was like, what do you need? But I didn't open the door. Yeah. And he's like, I, I want to talk to you. And I was like, what do you need? And he, he wouldn't tell me. Right. And, Mm -hmm. um, I said, you could just leave your card. And he like looks, cause I have like a glass door. He looks and he just yells like, I'm not the devil. I was like, okay, even creepier. (laughs) Yeah. So your intuition is, was right. I know, but I think he was just like, he was just like a salesman. Probably selling like solar panels yeah. or something. That's what they always come to my door for. But still, it is it is creepy. Yeah, and yeah. selling solar panels could be an affront for, you know, yeah, murder. like murder. Yeah. So I'm like, dude, <laughs> yeah, you you don't understand. Like I know that you are probably not the devil, but you yeah. could be. Yeah. Maybe you should have like a sign, you know, one that says like, no soliciting. you know, not. Yes. But just like that says like warning. I listen to a lot of true crime, so it's not personal. I have, I just, I have a big dog and I'm a just big not gun. open. <laughs> yeah. I'm just not open to solicitors. I, my mind goes to the bad place real quick. If you could just make a sign that said that, that'd be good. Oh, that's a good, that's a good sign. Uh-huh. I also survived a, um, a very scary encounter. Hurricane Hillary ravaged through California. Oh my God. <laughs> Canceled my husband's pickleball game. It, it, I don't know what it is about California. They just go extra mm-hmm. on everything, right? It's mm-hmm. like, you guys are probably wearing masks again too. We're not doing that. But I mean, it literally like everything closed down. Yeah. Like all the restaurants, every everything. And nothing. Everything closed down. Nothing. I mean, it was like, a couple drops of rain. Yeah, it rained. Yeah. You know, you actually told me that a tree, like a new tree fell down in the park. True. And that very next day I was driving, came into school and a tree had like gone over in our, our big, like, um, like the roadway, but like a big roadway, right. It blocked the whole entire road. And I was like, that shit happens like every day here without all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know. Well, the real danger was that, you know, my husband does not do well when he can't go places. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. So he, he borrowed a snake from our neighbor. He was determined that like he was going to make sure with the hurricane that our yard did not flood. So he was out there snaking, snaking drains. And it was not even enough rain to like, get a flood mm-hmm. and cutting down, you know, exterior bushes and growth, you <laughs> know, gave him something to do with the boy. Yeah. All day. Good. I was like, I thought we could just like binge watch movies. That would have been fun. I know. Okay. Nope. Also real quick. I wanted to talk about these earrings I'm wearing. So if you guys watch on YouTube, one of our listeners sent us these really cute disco ball earrings. or no, it's, it's actually a disco ball, but it says disco biscuit on it. Super cute. They're so cute. And they like match my outfit, but she makes earrings out of clay and she does custom ones and they're so cute. I'm going to put them on our site, but I wanted to tell you guys, her name is McKinley and you go to www.mckinleyclay.com and check out her stuff. Okay. Because it's real cute. And yours are coming to you in the mail in just a couple days. Can't wait. All right. So we get to it? Yeah. 
Okay, Tab. Today's case is a listener suggestion from Marissa Phillips. Okay. Thanks, Marissa. Marissa. Hopefully it's Marissa. This is a different one. This is like new. I'm oh God, I'm sorry. (laughs) Marissa and Marisa. Thank you for the case. Okay, whichever one it was. Um, this one is a little unusual. This is this is like new territory. Okay. Okay. We have not done one like this before. Nope. And I don't think we ever will again. Okay. All right. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) It all goes down in the town of Granby, Colorado. Granby is a small mountain town in northern Colorado with a population around 2,000. I spend a fair amount of time in another small mountain town with around the same population. And so something about this case and the whole small town politics it involved just speaks to me. Marvin, a.k.a. Marv. Marv. Haymeyer. Yeah. Moved to Granby in 1991. Marv was a single guy who grew up in South Dakota and served in the Air Force who sought after the mountain town way of life. He was really into snowmobiling. He belonged to a group that went out together every Thursday, and Marv was very popular in the group. Everybody in the recreational group liked him. He could fix anything, which makes sense because he owned muffler shops and was an expert welder. Mark made a good living. Mark liked to say that he had a great life because he had beer taste on a champagne budget, which I like that philosophy. I wish I shared the same. I think I have the opposite. I think I have the opposite too. Every time I go over anything, I'm like, why did I pick the most expensive one? (laughs) Every single time. Time. No, damn it. I'm so annoyed of like picking tile right now and shit. And I'm like, uh, Why? Give me some tarbaca. Yeah. yeah. Get that fancy tile. I know. It's yeah, it's a problem. Shortly after Marv moved to Granby, he found love with a woman named Trish. Trish is lovely. I'm not sure exactly where she's from, but she has an accent. So, you know, I like mm-hmm. that right away. She adored Marv and the two traveled and adventured with each other. Marv and Trish are both good looking, fit people in their late 40s. Marv got Trish into snowmobiling in the winter and in the summer they would take out a Polaris, you know, I mean, that's what people do in mountain towns. Trish had children from her former marriage, but they were grown and Marv never had any. And so they were like pretty free as can be. Mm -hmm. Marv was known around town as a good guy and, you know, the best damn welder around. And, you know, in a town that size, your reputation is like a big deal. Everything, right. Yeah, everything is word of mouth. Towns like that are not like big on like Yelp because everybody knows everybody kind of one way or another. I recall when I needed a little construction on my deck in Colorado, I posted on the local Facebook page, you know, there's only like a handful of contractors in town there. And I was recommended a couple in the comments, but in the messages, I got all these messages from people telling me who not to use. Oh my gosh. That is so funny. They're like, we can't have our name out there, but I'm going to tell you the little secret insight. Right? Yeah. Because everybody knows everybody. Mm -hmm. I mean, that would not happen to you in Los Angeles, Mm -hmm. right? No way. No, nobody gives a shit. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But, you know, mountain towns are like that. You don't have many choices. And so, you know, your reputation has a lot of weight. I think you want to know the skinny on who's got going on with what. You go hang out at the hardware store. Um, There is just like a certain small town accountability that I can appreciate. So, you know, what could possibly be the problem with hardworking, good-looking, best damn welder around Marv and his muffler shop in Granby? Why well, do I let me tell you? Laugh when you muffler. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're both children. <laughs> we are twelve. Yeah. Okay. It's so muffy. Okay. Okay. Well. Let me tell you, it all started when Marv bought the land he purchased where his business was located. 
He bought the property at an auction for foreclosed properties. According to public record, he purchased it for the price of $42,000. Marv says there were a couple of men there who were interested in the same property in town. And when it went to Marv at the auction, they were super pissed. And afterwards, they gave him a 10-minute tongue lashing. Okay. These two men say, yes, they were at the auction. They went to a lot of auctions because it was just a thing that they do. But at the time, they weren't interested in the property Marv won, and there was no confrontation at all. Now, this is not the first time that there are polar opposite accounts of how Marv's dealing with the people in Granby went. So the property that Marv bought at auction was not hooked up to the sewer system. There was just a concrete buried tank on the property, which sounds really gross, But is right? that like a septic system? Well, Mark thought of it as a septic system, but it's described as just a big concrete tank. Okay. Okay. So the city told Marv he had to hook up to the sewer system or put in like a proper septic because the sewer line wasn't close. That option was going to be expensive, like $80,000. Yeah. But that's a lot of money. And this is back in the 90s. And Marv had only paid $42,000 for the property. That's like a huge Double the price of his property for just a sewer line. Yeah. Now, as far as the septic tank option goes, I have tried to understand why Marv didn't see this as a viable option. Marv, like I said, describes the concrete tank as a septic system. But as a person, you know, living on planet Earth, I like a septic to be like real legit. Right. When you're like (laughs) when you're dealing with with shit, Shit? (laughs) I definitely want it to be legit. Yeah. Okay. And okay, so for him to put in a legit system, it would have been much less expensive than connecting to the sewer line, like maybe $10,000 at most. But then he would periodically have to pay to have someone come and pump right. it out. I don't know. We, how much that we costs, have a septic he, here, by the way. Yeah, you do. How much does it cost to get it pumped out? I don't know. I don't think and it's, it's that much. only like every one to two years. It's not like you don't have to pump it all the time. Oh, yeah. Okay. Right? Um it that's that's what I I mean and my girlfriend has a septic too. It's the same. Once a year. I used to have a boyfriend whose parents lived on the hill and every time they would have like big functions, they had somebody come. The septic would like overflow yeah. and then the dad would get like real pissed <laughs> and he would also have to have them come so, out on the weekend, which was like really expensive. So I don't associate it as being like easy peasy. So it has been very easy for us. However, knock on wood, by the way, I could I bet you there's different sizes and different, you know, yeah, like ways that it works. So there's you they probably didn't have a big enough one for their big parties. I think I yeah. 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 I gather. Okay. Okay. So sorry, Marv. You know, I I've got to say, like, I'm actually on the city side with mm-hmm. this. Like, you've got to deal with your shit. It's standard that property owners have to pay the cost to hook up to sewage, like everywhere, as well as water and power. Like that's that's on right. you, you know? They didn't invent this as like a way to make things difficult for Marv, but that's not how he saw it. And so he dug his heels into the ground and, you know, just kept all his shit in this concrete tank. Well, of course, it was only a matter of time before the tank got full. Marv's solution was to pump it out to the unused area of his property. No, like right into the ground? Like he's using it as like down the hill. Like, yeah. that is disgusting and not cool at all. Dude, your neighbors are going to be like, what is that stink? Oh, my God. There were homes not far from his business, and they complained, uh. you know, about his shitty shit practice, right? 
So the city came down on Marv. They fined him about a hundred bucks a day for every day he operated his business without a proper sewage system. Mark was able to pay the city fines, but he wrote, like in the memo line of the mm-hmm. check, cowards. Oh. <laughs> He's a real pisser oh like God, that. Okay. Funny. He also made the check out for the wrong amount, and the city clerk called him to ask him to write another check. And Marv thought that was just some city bullshit to stick it to him because they all hate new people. Well, the clerk who actually made the call to Marv says, you know, I was just doing my job and there was nothing more than that behind asking him for a new job. Okay, so back to the shit of it all. Remember the two men that were at the auction where Marv bought his property a few years back? Well, Marv had learned that one of their fathers was on the town sewage board which I didn't even know was like a thing, a thing. Okay. (laughs) Apparently it is. Okay. Is that the board you're going to sign up for? (laughs) Oh yeah. I can't wait. Screw the PTA. Sign me up for sewage. Okay. Well, somehow Marv had gotten it twisted that this was all related. The whole fining him for dumping his shit, which again, I think is totally reasonable. And The fact that the son was bitter about Marv getting the property he desired at the auction. So this particular family, the Ducheks, which Marv is mature like us. He called them like the douche (laughs) checks. Right. Okay. They owned a concrete company and they wanted to build an additional facility in town they would have to be doing so in an industrial zoned area. And now they fancied Marv's property. So they made Marv an offer. Now, know that Marv was successful and owned a few muffler shops around now. And so you would think this one, with all the shit issues it had, that they were offering $250,000 for that he had only paid a few years ago $42,000 for, he would just Sounds gladly good. offload. Yeah. Right? Not so much. He went back and said, make it $375,000. And the due checks agreed to pay that price. Okay. Well, Marv went back and said, make it a million. Oh my God, Marv, come on. <laughs> Come on, Marv, right? Okay. And then they, you know, they said kick rocks, Marv, right? But they were still determined to build their concrete batch plant. So they appealed to the city to have some property, which was right next to Marv's, rezoned. And when the city approved this and they were able to acquire it for their concrete plant, Marv didn't take it well. Because now Marv's mad that he didn't get the money. Well, I think, I mean, I think that is part of it. Yeah. I, yeah. Marv gets mad a lot. So he took his opinions to the town hall meetings where he lobbied against the batch plant. He had some valid concerns like, what about all the noise and the dust and the effect on the groundwater for nearby residents? He's not even worried about that when he's pouring his shit in the groundwater. He's pouring shit. (laughs) I know. I know. Okay. Marv had the support from some locals, but ultimately, after about a half dozen city meetings, the town ruled in favor of the batch plant, which they said would bring in valuable jobs and they said would take measures to make sure it wasn't a pollutant. Okay. So what are you going to do? Okay. Marv really had it twisted now, like they were all in cahoots with each other. He started believing when he was in town and would pass members of the city council, they were all just snickering at him. Like, we gotcha. Now, the thing is, to some extent, they probably like were in some sort of cahoots, mm-hmm. right? Because it's a small town and everybody knows everybody. So what's a little, you know, rezoning so your friend can start a concrete plant, right? That probably happened. Right. But 
But it also doesn't sound like it's as totally unreasonable like Marv has interpreted it. So Marv does what people like Marv do, filed a lawsuit, right? He filed a lawsuit, actually two, against the city and the Ducheks. When the lawsuit was going on, the Ducheks went ahead with construction of the new plant. They apparently were like not concerned about the outcome of it. Um, though no one wants to deal with a lawsuit. So they called up Marv and said, hey, Marv, neighbor, we will pay the money to get you hooked up to the sewer oh. if you drop the lawsuit against us and the city. That sounds like a good deal. But it does sound like a good deal. But Marv was not trying to make any kind of peace. So he hung up the phone on them. And a few months later, a judge dismissed the lawsuits he had filed. So now, I mean, he's really. Oh, Marv. He keeps shooting doing him, this stuff. Shooting himself yeah. in the foot. I know. Uh-huh. So Marv believed that the judge and his own lawyer had conspired against him and been paid off or something. So that wasn't sitting right mm-hmm. with him. And by the way, he had spent like $150,000 on fighting all this, which is like double what it would have cost him to just connect to the sewer, right? But for Marv, it's a whole thing. Now, from the outside looking in, it looks like Marv is just in his own head and determined to sabotage his own life. And I do believe that is the case to an extent. But in fairness to Marv, he has a decent amount of people who say he never had a bad thing to say about anyone except for those who wronged him and that there was some conspiracy to get the Duchex operation going. I think that it is all possible, you know, and this that's just how small town politics mm-hmm. often work. I have seen it for myself. You know, I have a short term rental in a small town and I see yeah. it all the time and And it cost me (laughs) because, you know, some piece of furniture or railing or parking space that was fine the previous year is not fine anymore because of the agenda of the inspectors changes depending on what county officials are in place. And it's frustrating and usually costly. But I I like to think of myself as sane and I know when to not poke the bear. Because I don't want to anger them because if you do, there is a good chance they will find more ways to make your life difficult, Mm -hmm. you know? So the thing with Marv is I don't see how the concrete batch plant was really going to affect him. I don't think it was. Housewives of true crime listeners, y'all know I love finding ways to impress my kids with knowledge. And speaking Spanish always does the trick. And living in Southern California, it's so useful. Now, let me tell you, believe it or not, it's actually been a minute since I was in high school. And so enter Rosetta Stone with its convenient audio options. It's all just coming back to me. Rosetta Stone is the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. It's an amazing value. You get a lifetime membership that has all 25 languages for any and all trips and language needs in life. So don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started for a very limited time. Housewives of true crime listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. Today. Clink, clink. Hello. 
Hello, listeners. Are you ready to spring into making healthy choices? Like actually going to the gym, not just putting on the gym shoes. Well, I am. And I have also been making the healthy choice to cut back on alcoholic beverages during the week. Recess mocktails make it so easy to do. These zero-proof craft mocktails are the replacement that allows you to enjoy the ritual of pouring yourself a fabulous drink at only 25 calories or less. Have that friend that alcohol tends to make a little extra chatty? Offer them a recess mocktail at your next get-together. Be a crowd pleaser. Everyone enjoys a recess lime margarita. It's the perfect guilt-free drink in between drinks. Our listeners can enjoy 15% off at takearecess.com slash clink. So you can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. That's takearecess.com slash clink. Attention housewives of true crime listeners. Are you ready to bring a touch of mystery and allure to your home? Enter Home Threads, where true crime meets luxurious living. Imagine your space with furniture that captures the essence of your favorite crime drama. From exclusive designer collections to cozy essential, Home Threads has everything you need to create a home that's as intriguing as the stories you love. And always the best value. If you're like me, when you're watching the latest episode of True Detective with Jodie Foster, you are all cozy in your boho chic living room, courtesy of all the reclaimed wood and earth tone accessories from Home Threads. Tab has a real edgy bitch glam vibe going on with dark drama contrasted with modern gold accents like the cool mirror she found at Home Threads. Whatever you're feeling, they've got such a huge selection you're covered. Home Threads is offering our listeners a great deal. Head over to homethreads.com slash clink and get 15% off your order. Homethreads.com slash clink. 15% off your order at Home Threads. Love where you live. Yeah, I think he's just like one of those people with a certain mentality like you see in small towns that make something out of nothing because there's not much else going on. I mean, I guess that's why they do it. I don't know. I don't know why people like Marv are the way they are. But in this case, Marv just took it all some kind of way and didn't see dealing with the town and the sewer and the rezoning as just the cost of doing Mm -hmm. business like most people. He saw it as more of a personal affront on him. He decided to send a message to his concrete batch plant neighbors, the Ducheks. He bought a big ass bulldozer and parked it on his property with a for sale sign facing their property. According to his closest friends, his whole thinking behind buying the bulldozer was intimidation. In truth, the Duchecks really didn't know what to make of the dozer. You know, it just sat there for like a whole year and they didn't give it much thought. You know, they had businesses to run and families to come home to. Like thinking about this shit all the time. And they're like, dude, we just want to like start our business. We don't. You said no. We'll find another place. No big deal. And this guy is just, they're just staying the course. Steaming, you know, every day thinking about them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. So they're coming, you know, running a business, coming home to their families, but not Marv. Things fell apart with him and Trish. After several years together, they went their separate ways. And now Marv spent a lot of time alone, soaking and sulking and stewing in his hot tub. He came to the conclusion that it was time to be done with the muffler business. I mean, it sounds like it's Come causing on. a lot of stress. Yeah. Maybe good yeah, call, it, right? It is. You know? Okay. Or yeah. just maybe that one he in was, particular. Just, yeah, maybe just that one, Right. So he was approached by a trash company that wanted to purchase his property for $400,000 to keep their trucks there. And they would allow Marv to lease some space from them, which he wanted to do because he still wanted to have a workshop. So he shuts down his business and holds an auction. 
everything sold except the bulldozer, which Marv took as a sign from God. Over the next year and a half, Marv began working on a project. It wasn't the kind of project that he wanted everyone to know about, so he installed cameras so he could see when the new owners of the property, the trash people, were coming and going. So he mostly worked at night. He sold his home and moved himself into the building he leased now. He set it up with just like a mattress and a hot plate style kitchen, and he had a TV hooked up to a VCR. He liked to repeatedly watch some Vin Diesel movie where the plot is he like avenges his wife's death, leaving a path of destruction. Mm -hmm. I'm not a big Vin Diesel person. (laughs) I don't like get it with that guy. Um, Yeah. Is he, he is the guy at Universal Studios on the tour. He's like, you know, he's on the, um, what is it? It's like the car movie. He's all in all those car movies with that real fast yes, and furious. Right? Yeah. 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 I think yeah. he's cool. I guess and maybe I'm just, I mean, I'm just not into action movies. So maybe that's why I'm not. I'm, no, sorry, Ben. I maybe think, I think you would like um, this ride at Universal Studios. It's well, I like a lot of rides. Yeah, I know. And it's on the like tour, you know, the tour. It's a good one. He's, he's in it the whole time. Okay. Well, someday I'll go. But right now it's, you know, it's really expensive and the lines. Yeah, you can't do it when the lines are long. So yeah, no time soon. I'm going. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. Okay, well, so Marv's watching this, you know, Vin Diesel movie about leaving a avenging death and leaving a path of destruction. And apparently Marv took notes. Okay, so night after night, Marv just worked on his welding project and his own plantation to avenge the wrongs he felt were wronged against him. As he got closer to the completion, his dad died and he attended the funeral in South Dakota. He also took time to go to Florida and visit some friends. He went snowmobiling with his buddies in town and made plans to meet up again soon. He went and got some dental work at the office where Trish worked, and they had a nice exchange, and he was set to come back in three weeks. But he didn't make the appointment. On June 4th, 2004, Mark's project was done and it emerged out of Mark's shop onto the town of Granby. The first stop, concrete batch plant. Mark had welded a steel plate enclosure all around his bulldozer. He connected cameras to monitors inside so he could see out and no one could see in. He even added like um, compressed air hoses, like little deals, so that if the cameras got debris on them. He could blow it off. He also had armed the bulldozer so it could fire from multiple high power rifles. When you see what he created, it looks like a robot tank monster transformer. Okay. He's a whack job, man. Yeah. Well, let me tell you, until I watched the footage, I mean... I just I had no idea how quickly you can demolish a structure with just a bulldozer. You would think it would be harder. I I think that's why they have bulldozers. Yeah, Yeah, I guess. Okay. 
So, like I said, Mark's first stop was the batch plant, and the men, you know, they were there and they were out of their minds watching him demolish it. Attempts to stop the bulldozer were futile. They tried shooting it, they tried throwing stuff in the tread, but it was just unstoppable. They knew right away it had to be Marv behind all this madness, but since you couldn't see in the contraption, they thought he must be operating it from somewhere else. When it, the contraption started to fire bullets, they backed off, you know, and let the police step in. So now it is surrounded by officers, but they can't, they can't stop it. You know, they can't penetrate it. And when he was done with the batch plant, he blew right past all the police officers and destroying any vehicle or barrier they tried to put in his way. And he hit the highway. While Marv was transiting to the next demolition, an officer, you know, because it only goes so fast, right? So an officer crawled onto the tank to see if there was just some way to penetrate this thing that Marv had created. But there wasn't, you know, and eventually he just jumped off. His next stop was the electric company. His motivation for this demolition was likely because it was where a council member that he wasn't fond of worked. I cannot believe this. I've never heard of this. I know. When he was done there, his next stop was the town hall. I mean, let me tell you, he demolishes the building. Like he, there's no building that he hits that he does not, is not mm-hmm. done, donezo, okay? So he hits the town hall, which is also where the public library and a daycare full of children was. Thankfully, they were able to evacuate them all before Marv wreaked havoc. His next stop was the local newspaper building. Marv had a lot of beef with the local newspaper. He didn't appreciate the way they reported on the batch plant. And additionally, Marv had a thing about wanting to legalize gambling. The topic got Marv real worked up. Since um, the Sky High News Press printed articles that favored not legalizing gambling, they became a target of Marv's. This was a real close call for the people in that building. Thankfully, they got word to leave out the back, which they did while Mark Marv was demolishing wow. the front. His next stop was a council member's house. The councilman had died, but his 82-year-old widow was still oh, living there. And Marv also was not a fan of her sons and their excavation company, so he leveled Dude. Thelma Thompson was awoken in time to get her out of the way and was not Thankfully. hurt. Jeez Louise, this guy is like... Oh, he's on a mission. Yeah. So next he went to the Sons, the Thompson brothers' businesses, and went through building by building, demolishing them. He hit the road again and stopped to shoot at some industrial propane tanks which could have easily blown up and have taken out surrounding homes. But thankfully, his gun malfunctioned and did not penetrate the tanks. Like it kind of kept backfiring onto his tank. So now it's been like 90 minutes, like all of this in just 90 minutes. And they are calling in the National Guard and SWAT teams and news helicopters are filming the destruction now. They filmed a local man with like a large scraper, mm-hmm. you know, tried to stop the bulldozer. But again, totally useless. After two hours, Marv's dozer began to overheat and you see like plums of smoke coming from it. But it's clear that Marv will not be stopped until the dozer is dead. With the dozer smoking, he just took to demolishing the closest building, which was the local department store. He took out the front of the building and then went to take out the side. The thing was about this demolition was the building had a basement. So 
that is what finally stopped him. He got Did he go stopped. down? He got like one side of the dozer goes down and can't get out and he lost power. Okay, so the madness stops, but now everyone is just waiting around to see what's next. And they hear a gunshot from within. So now there's like an air conditioning, kind of like a small vent on top. They tried to blast the inside through that with explosives, like to be safe, but it was impenetrable. It was like some, I mean, he had thought of everything to make it so that they could not get in there. At some point, they concluded that the gunshot they heard was Marv aimed at Marv, which was correct. It took them hours into the following day to cut through the steel with a torch to find his body. In the two and a half hours that Marv raged through town in his dozer, he caused seven and a half million dollars in property damage. But thankfully, no one was hurt except for Marv. I mean, that's like really that is amazing, actually. Yeah. And, you know, that is the sign. Really know that Marv. No, he does not know that. No. Yeah. I just pulled this up, this this tank looking thing he built. How yeah. did he know where he was going? He had the cameras. Oh, right. And he right. had monitors. In there. The thing is huge. Yeah. <laughs> you, he huge. had three different monitors so he could see like the side, the back, Can and the front. I believe he did that. That is mm-hmm. insanity. It's total insanity. And very scary that one dude could do this. And, you know, Marv is unstoppable. Cute looking guy. I told you, not a bad looking dude. He would, you would say hi to him on the street. I might actually even open up my door to see what he wanted to sell me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Right. That is really. Because he has dimples, you know, that that's, you know, makes that gets you like an accent for well, me. Dimples. Yeah. I feel like you always look like a little younger and a little just like nicer when you have some dimples. But that yeah. is so bananas. And yes, I'm glad there was well, no murder except to himself. Which by that point, yes. it's like, me. dude, Marv. He had some real inner demons, you know? Oh, he knew. Okay, let me tell you. Marv obviously knew he was not coming out of the dozer alive because he had welded himself into it, right? He had also taken steps that a person who was not planning on being around long-term would take. Like, he had a decent amount of money after selling his home Mm -hmm. and business, you know, and he transferred the profits from that to his dad. Then the dad died, which Marv probably knew was coming, And that money was then willed to his siblings, which made it so like Marv didn't have an estate. And so the town was not able to go after any of that money that Marv had left to pay Mm. for any of the damages. The day before the dozing, Marv also mailed his brother about three hours of him telling his story about how he had been wronged and who he believed had done that to him and, you know, how the creating this dozer was a sign from God and that, you know, he was called to doze the town that had wronged him. I don't think him. so. Like, he made these all on cassette tapes. So. Yeah. Marv. You can listen to the tapes on okay. YouTube. After I listened to Marv. Mark's tapes, I, I mean, I just felt sad. You know, the tapes do go into detail about his business with the town and explain all the ways he felt he had been screwed. And in some cases, to some extent, he, you know, he probably was. And most articles don't say that. They tend to just focus on Marv being delusional. But I mean, I'm just like, just as someone who listened to the tapes, he doesn't sound delusional on them until he starts talking about it being a sign from God. You know, he sounds yeah. reasonable um, when he's talking about his dealing with the city, but it's 
hard to listen to because you also know his view is so skewed if you've read what they've printed about like what actually yeah. happened. You I'm know? telling you, he was in his head. He definitely had it like yeah. convoluted. Yeah, he did. Yeah. So I think he was just, he was a man who isolated himself in a prison of resentment along with every tool you can buy. But, you know, like the mental tools he was yeah. in desperate need Sad. of. Something I found perplexing when researching this case is that Marv has a whole following. There is a group of people that idolize him because Marv stood up to the bureaucracy that wronged him. Are these people in that like, town? Or are they just people in general that are like, no, think they're people like, wrong you, you, and- you do. Yes, yes. Like they're YouTubers that, you know, they like they even make T-shirts that, wow. you know, with the, the dozer okay. on them and whatever. And they applaud him. I mean, I cannot get with that view for multiple reasons. The first is because Marv could have easily yes. killed people. And it seemed <laughs> okay. like Marv wasn't really concerned with killing people. Like, for all he knew, people died. Oh, and yeah. he went for like, a daycare. For all he knew, Thelma was sleeping yeah, and he no, went for the not, daycare. Not you know, doing like, it. you know, right. Yes. Also, he didn't just doze the buildings. He shot at people. I mean, like... Bullets went past officers' yeah. heads, no, right? Like, no, what did those officers we're not, ever we're do not to him? Down yeah, with it. it's terrible. Not, yeah, not even that he stood up for himself. There are different ways to do it. And hey, Marv, there's a different yes. town that needs a muffler shop. Like, totally, get up right? and move your ass to a different town. It's it's not that hard. I did it myself. <laughs> so true story. <gasps> yes. Um. Another reason I cannot get with the opinion that Marv was a hero is these people perpetuate this myth that the city blocked an easement to Marv's property and they put him out of business. Source after I tried, you know, looking into this, but source after source documents. Didn't this, happen. Just, this just did not happen. No. So and even on the tapes, Marv doesn't even say that happened. So I just think it is twisted and irresponsible to perpetuate, you know, false narratives that, yeah. that was the, that, that was the case and promote, you know, Marv's dozer style <gasps> justice, you know, like I said, they actually sell these t-shirts that say like kill dozer. I mean, oh. it's like gross. The whole kill dozer term is used in association with Marv now. But like if if you type in Killdozer, Marv is going to come up. But it was taken from a movie that came out in the 70s that was really popular at that time. So the city decided to scrap the Killdozer and send the pieces all over so it couldn't be identified. Some people, including those who were directly affected by the dozing thing, think the town should have made it into a museum and made the town some money. Which mm -hmm. I found kind of interesting because I'm kind of for scrapping the whole thing. Like, I don't want some shrine to some mm. thing no. that was so destructive. Marv's body was cremated and his snowmobiling friends spread his ashes in the mountains that he loved. There is a documentary called Tread made about Marv. I thought it did a pretty decent job being impartial and telling the story. At the end, it says that the story was national news the day it happened. But the next day, when Ronald Reagan died, oh. it stopped getting attention. Well, that's what happens. News. That's what happens, news right? News is short-lived. It's long-lived or short-lived, however it's going for that you know, week, right? Yeah. The whole story, it kind of like, it leaves me a little conflicted, you know, like I am in no way condoning what Marv did. And while I know that Marv, you know, Marv mm -hmm. got things twisted, I do think that city governments abuse power all yeah, they do. the time. I just sort of think that maybe, hear me out, city officials need to like hear Marv's story in the context that your job as an official is to make policy and decisions that, that serve the community people. and right. be careful. Yeah, that help people and be careful 
who objects when you try to hook up your friend with a permit or whatever, because people can be pushed too far. And you never know when one is a Marv. So just be fair. Do the right thing. I think that's a new term. (laughs) It's the opposite (laughs) of a disco ball. Okay. (sighs) Yeah. He's he's a Marv. All right. Well, Mm -hmm. thank you for that case. Um, Hopefully everything is... See, told you, I, I, I don't think we're ever going to do another know. one like that. I don't know. One and done. You remember that guy that stole the tank? No, but when I was like yeah. researching, I did see there is yeah, like there another is tank this guy, case. And I, I think it was like in Los Angeles. By, I, where was it? That is scary. Dude. Listen, that is yes. scary shit. I don't want to sound like a pathetic girl, but it's like, I guess. It made me think like, oh, this is why boys are so into bulldozers <laughs> and cranes and shit. Like, I never pay attention, but it's it's pretty crazy and oddly satisfying watching things get demolished. Yes. Um, yeah. I mean, we we've gone to that. What is it? Monster truck together. Remember? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I left, I jam with the monsters, but that's not like demolition. I think I would like that. That's like, I mean, monster jam. I think I would like They still like run over cars and they also like jump over them and stuff like that, you know? Yeah. So in 95 in San Diego, some guy stole a tank and like, I don't know, ran it around. But that's not a good idea. I don't, I don't suggest I mean, and look at this. Marv was able to do this for two and a half yeah, hours. Yeah, it's a long time. I mean, the the national he was stopped by his own by going into the basement before the National Guard, or, you know, right. whatever could get there. But the SWAT team had showed up. Right. They couldn't stop it. And I mean, I don't know how the National Dude, Guard was stopped just, it. It's actually kind of nuts. Um, and I don't promote this at all. <laughs> I'm like, I even hate even talking about it. But a group of people can. And, and now one person with the big machinery can do a lot of damage, you know, at that Northridge, um, or not Northridge, it was Topanga Canyon, North, uh, Nordstrom just got totally bombarded with a bunch of people that stole that shit. Did you see it in the news when I was with you? I I know. So you were with me (laughs) on the Saturday that we were together. And I had just gone to that Nordstrom two days before um, when I was in the Valley. And I mean, I just went, I just was there. And then two days later that a mob of people came through and just stole a bunch of stuff in the middle of the day. I think it was like 430 in the afternoon and nobody could do anything about it. And how freaked out would you be if you were in that Nordstrom with your kid? And a bunch of people in hoodies come in and just terrifying ravage. I mean, terrifying. You know what? And I'm so sick of criminals wearing hoodies. Because I love a hoodie. You're wearing a hoodie right now. (laughs) I love a hoodie. I am so sick of it being like hoodies associated with crime. Okay. (gasps) I know. (laughs) Who wears crew neck sweatshirts? Losers. (laughs) Just kidding. If you were, I have a crew neck. I have one. Says um, something about tennis, but I prefer a hoodie. Prefer a hoodie, also. I really do. Okay. Anyways, if you guys have not gone on our social media channels, please do. If you haven't checked out our YouTube, please do. Even if you just check out it once, just push the subscribe button. That will help us. Uh, Also, if you want to subscribe to our podcast on Amazon or Amazon, no not on Amazon yet, um, on Apple, that would be great. You get bonus content there. Like I said, in the beginning of the podcast, also, we now have Spotify bonus content. So we're all over the place and we appreciate all of your support. Um, if you haven't given us a review, please do so on any and all of those platforms because that helps us too. If you are going to CrimeCon, we are also so that is just in a couple weeks. If you haven't gotten your tickets, do that now. If you, um, I think we have a special code 
So reach out to us on Housewives of True Crime at Gmail or on our Facebook page and I will get you that code. I think that's all. All right. Clink, 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 clink. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C.